chc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shop present college hockey west live behind the masks college hockey west live is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue at 308 north boulder highway in henderson stop in for lunch cater your next event or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group search t-g-r-a-n-r-u-d at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business behind the mask hockey shops visit any of our three valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world the spaghetti shack classic italian comfort food quickly with locations in tempe and pine top order online at thespaghettishack.com liberty university play for something more faith education and hockey at liberty.edu college hockey inc your ncaa hockey resource jets pizza sign up for our crunch club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox and by the caesar sportsbook app a proud partner of the nhl College Hockey West Live from the nchc.tv studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that uh, you are listening tonight on this very stormy Sunday night in California, Scott Strandy with you tonight. Uh, as you can probably hear in the background from a party in San Jose, as part of the AHL Skills Competition on All-Star Weekend. Scott Strandy with you live here, but Paul Hornstein with you live um, in the beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul, I hope you can hear me okay. How are you? Uh, yeah, you were fine there for to, to begin with. I don't know what you hit or didn't hit. Uh, it was nice with that little background noise in there. With well, background noise you will hear because uh, it's pretty crazy around here, but um, that's what you expect on uh, All-Star Weekend. And the stormy weather here in San Jose seems to have brought everybody out. Um, this beautiful facility in San Jose is packed for Fan Fest, so I guess everybody nice. wanted to get out of the rain. And why not go inside and see some of the best players in the American Hockey League? A lot of them, Paul, former NC. Well, I was trying to look at the roster and try to figure out uh, who who was there that we knew? I mean, some of the names that I, I recognize some of the names as college players. Some of them we covered, some we didn't. Um, like obviously uh, Josh Stone, uh, we we covered. Uh, uh, I know Ruslan Isakov because he went to UConn. He's an Islander draft pick, so I knew that. Um, you know, um, and then you get. Um, Matt Coronado, who's from Long Island, and he went to Harvard. Uh, I think Rocco Grimaldi also played NCAA hockey. At the University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux. There you go. So, Sioux. Oh, okay. Was it the Sioux? He was a Sioux, yeah. Rocco he was Grimaldi a Sioux. Okay, well, we got to. Listen, we have to double check these things because you never know. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> They're always going to be the true, fighting Sioux, and everybody knows it. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I just. You know, I have to sit there and and make sure that uh, you know we play it straight. 
No, far be it from me. Yeah, good, good for you playing it straight. (laughs) Yeah, far be it from me to you know to to say something that would be offensive to anybody. Well, they are tuning up the music here as the guys get ready to come out here five o'clock Pacific time. Start for the skills competition. Assuming there's enough people here to actually perform the skills. Uh, As I said, a lot of them had flights canceled or delayed, and uh, people are trying to get them here various ways and. Um, they're doing the very best they can, but that's what weather will do like this. It's uh, uh, They're talking about um, a historic storm here. Well, here's here's what I could say. All right. Um, moons ago, before we started doing this, that was probably a few years. It's got to be almost 10 years now. Um, maybe a little bit less, maybe eight or nine, but um, we went on a one-week cruise out of Manhattan. And it was it was great. It was a lot of fun, um, you know, under the circumstances as we could have. Um, but it was a nice trip, smooth trip. Uh, the weather was great, so forth and so on. Um, but they, they turned those cruise ships around now like they do airplanes. Okay, where they, they clean them up and do whatever it is they do and get them out like six, seven hours later for the next for the next go-around. Well, they did that. Okay, We were fortunate that we were not on that one as opposed to the one that we were on because the weather conditions that you guys are getting there, they call it a bomb cyclone. Okay? They got one of those on this coast during the next trip. And I don't know who made the decision. And I don't want to blame anybody who didn't make the decision. But you know how corporations are. Yeah, yes, I do, unfortunately. Okay. And somebody decided... Yeah, let's call everybody in. We're going to try and outrace the storm back to Manhattan. Now, if you go to the video website, are we allowed to use the names? <laughs> you can do what you want. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what of your course you can. Absolutely. Well, if you go to you, if you go to the video site, the popular one, right? And we we're on there. YouTube, yeah, yeah. Um, and you put bomb cyclone in and cruise ship. Um, I don't think they're getting the ice and and stuff that they got on the, on the Atlantic coast, but you'll get a feel for, for what those weather conditions are, at least probably out on the water. I don't know about on land, but. <laughs> yeah, I can about imagine because on land they're pretty rough. Um, the executive so. producer is in the hotel, and she just—I uh, just talked to her on the phone before the show started—and she said, um, "The wind is hellacious. It's just like literally rocking the hotel. So um, wow. it's pretty—it's uh, pretty crazy uh, here at beautiful Tech CU Arena in San Jose. Uh, everybody's pretty good. It's—it's uh, it's a brick building, as you would suspect. Um, That's good. And nothing—nothing's happening inside here. Um, anyway." 
that's what's going on tonight. I will be here tonight and tomorrow night uh, doing the show live from here because we'll be uh, covering the AHL All-Star Game in our Pacific nice. Division. As you mentioned, Paul, uh, Josh Doan was a uh, late addition due to an injury, right. to Dylan, injury to Dylan Gunther. So Josh Doan will be re- representing the Tucson Roadrunners tonight uh, and tomorrow. And um, Matt Coronado uh, from Harvard. Also, the, both of these two ran into each other or kind of as teammates in Chicago. I believe it was 2021 season. And I think, Paul, the two of them scored 150-some points that season for the Chicago Steel. Matt went on to uh, to play with uh, Harvard right. and then uh, signed his contract with Calgary and has been with uh, the AHL team in Calgary and played a couple of games in the NHL as well. Um, and then Josh has uh, done really well with Tucson and will undoubtedly very soon get his shot with the uh, Arizona. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet, but you know, what do I know? Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, that, uh, it just, uh, you know, not, I guess as long as they're where they are in the standings, they're not going to screw around with it, but. You know, uh, they. Uh, you know, he's 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 had a good. The Tucson's had a good season, period. Yeah, they uh, actually had a shootout victory last night at Coachella Valley, and are now tied with fifty-eight points with Coachella Valley in the Pacific Division as they head into this All-Star break. Um, that though is for our Thursday show, the right. Pro Hockey Western Board. By but, the way, just just yeah. just so as you. On that same steel team, as long as we're talking about uh, college, the college players on that team, all right? You you might you might know a few of these names. Um, as we, we talked about Coronado and and and, and Josh Stone, um, you know, uh, you know a lot of. Th- I mean, these this, these are loaded teams, right? Um, <sighs> Sean Farrell, who was actually the leading scorer on that team. With 101 points, played NCAA. Uh, Ryan Ufko went to uh, Quinnipiac. Mackie Samuskevich, Adam Fantilli, uh, Jackson Blake. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, quit naming the All Star team for college Gleason, <laughs> Matt Gleason, Anthony Dowd. Uh, let's see, where else can we go here? Uh, Simon Lacozzi, um, uh, Ian Shane. Um, so there was a, there were a couple of NCAA players on that team. Um, as I get reminded often, by the way, um, by the parent of one of the steel alumni, um, cause it's, he just, you know, it's kind of part of the daily routine as a player. Oh yeah. He was on this steel team. Oh yeah. He was on that. He played with Johnny on that steel team. He played yeah, with this Johnny steel Walker. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's dig into this past weekend because again, let, let me start okay. right now and get no, my rant out of the way. Let me no, no, let me rant. Let me rant because okay. your rant ahead, is rant. your rant is for tomorrow. And I'm no still angry. I'm still angry, and just know, know that I am. I, I get it. I get it. But and and I am not going to sit here and talk about uh, what perfect angels on the ice ASU players are. 
but I am sick and tired of these Big Ten referees. I get it. You're not getting the A-listers from the league. But can we get some competent officials, please? Big Ten? Thankfully, it's only four more games before Mike Schmidt takes over in the NCHC. And nice nice name drop, by the way. Nice name drop of Mike Schmidt. You like that? Whatever. I, I, I have, listen, I've hung around you enough to try and figure that <laughs> out. Schmoozing. Anyway. That's called schmoozing. You know? Oh, my God. I mean, you, you know, and, that, and I'm sure that most of the people that listen to this have seen some of the video from the ASU game against Lindenwood last night. Um, and you missed an entire mess officials that happened right basically smack there in that center circle with the pitchfork on it. And, 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 and just acted like you were surprised that it led to the garbage that happened after that. I mean, you guys cross checking, you had a guy, and, and, and you know me, I'm not, we love Lindenwood. We love Rigzombo. But the Lindenwood guy cross-checked whoever the, whoever the player was for ASU. Basically right in the center circle. And they didn't call it. Didn't even have the puck. And apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, I mean, this is what the coach said after the game, that somebody... I I guess he from the visiting team tomahawk chopped I assume it was with his hand somebody on the bench now I don't know if that's true or not but that's what the home team coach said well the point that you're making I think is that the officials let it get out of control and and I and 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 honestly I, I, you know me, I, and, and anybody that listens to us on a regular basis knows I'm not looking at the games sitting here and saying, well, ASU should get every call. And I'm not saying that the penalties they called on ASU last night were not legitimate. Okay. What I'm saying is that after two years of these Big Ten officials, I am so done with them. <laughs> well, that's a problem. And thankfully, and thankfully, now, thankfully, ASU's not going into that league. Oh, I, I am because so if thankful you, if people that, thought, too, to be honest if, with you. If, if, people, if people thought that they were going to get a fair shake in that league, they don't get it now. And they're the home team. They're the ones, quote, unquote, paying the officials. And again, I'm not expecting the A-listers. There were three league games last night, the most you can have because there's only seven teams. But can we get some competent people, please? These last four games that you got, they, they kind of are important as, as, as slim as those chances are of making the tournament. They're still there. Yeah, absolutely. Can we not have absolutely. can we not have games get out of control like that? 
Well, I mean, you know what I've been saying all along is that the pairwise is archaic and needs to be fixed. And sadly, now that Arizona State's headed to the NCHC, I doubt it'll get fixed because I don't wow. think there'll be enough pressure from the other independents. They won't carry enough cachet, shall we say, to uh, get anything done. You can probably tell the players are coming on the ice here at uh, Tech CU Arena. Oh, it's nice. No, it's, uh, listen, the, the buzzing of the crowd, we know they're there to pay homage to you, the king. Well, pretty much. And, pretty much. Yeah, and, you know, bow down in your presence. I get it. Um, but, you know, uh, so, so it sounds good in the background, but, uh, you know, and, and again, and I'm not going to sit here and say, cause ASU, uh, I'm not going to sit here, here and say they I won just, or I lost games. Out the center ice. You hear it? Yep. I do. Again, it's the King baby. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that, that if ASU doesn't make the tournament, it was because of the officials. It's not. Well, let me let me just throw my two-minute rant in, then we'll talk about the scores from the weekend. But you know me. How, again, uh, ASU did not play great this weekend. I don't know. I, I didn't see much of last night's game, so I can't really say that. But they made Lindenwood work for everything. And let, let's not forget, Friday night was a 4-4 overtime tie. It was not a loss. It did not go in the right. loss column. And last night's win was a pretty darn impressive 5-1 Arizona State victory. What more do you want a team to do in the parody in college hockey? This same Lindenwood team, by the way, played a 3-3 tie at the Cole Center in Milwaukee. Right. So I ask you, hockey fans, I ask you, pairwise, how can an 18-win team be right now not even close to making oh, Again... And, and and it's not, and 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 I have come around to your argument, sort of. Oh yeah, say it. Say I'm right. Just go ahead. No, and no, say no, no. That's never right. happening. That is never happening. Sorry. Um. You know, it it looks a little different this week with Michigan having taken two games this weekend and at least being fourteen nine and three. But that's you know. That's that's a little bit better than, um, sorry Nick, St. Cloud at twelve nine and five. Sorry, it's just the way it is. I I get the whole Cornell thing because of the Ivy League, thirteen four and four, um, you know. But again, the, these teams, like I said St. Cloud. You know, New Hampshire is fourteen nine and one. Now, I mean, I think they're a good team, New Hampshire. But uh, and Northeastern is ahead, and I can't figure out how they decide who's who and what numbers are used. But they're they're not even five hundred team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're eleven, twelve, and two. And. And un- and unfortunately, like you said, with ASU going into the NCHC next year, I don't know if there's anybody to pick up the mantle from a big enough school perspective to say, "Hey, maybe we got to change something here." Okay, so we we pretty much talked about the Arizona State Lindenwood game. It was four four Friday night, a tie. It was right. a five one Arizona State win. 
which means that they are now 18, 6, and 6, and nowhere near a spot in the pairwise, which is frustrating. Right. You, you documented it a little bit about teams that um, are either in the pairwise part of the tournament or close to getting into the tournament. And the problem with that, Paul, is that, you know, I, I say this over and over and over again. The layperson, the novice fan, the guy that's just starting to get used to college hockey cannot get used to college hockey when he's not sure or does not understand why a team with 18 wins is not at this moment closer to the top than to the bottom or to the middle. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So somehow they got to get it fixed. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go to Alaska for a one-game series. Who won Saturday night up in Alaska? Well, uh, for the first time in a while, uh, Anchorage beat Fairbanks. Um, you know, uh, Fairbanks has pretty much owned Anchorage since they came back. Uh, Anchorage gets three goals in the in, in the second period to take a three to one lead. Heading into the third, uh, they hold on. Uh, Fairbanks gets a, a a goal midway through the third period, makes it three to two. Um, but uh, Anch- Anchorage gets an empty net goal to seal the victory. Um, a pretty evenly played game. You know, the, the shots were 26 to 24. Uh, both teams are actually in double digits in shots, uh, in the third, in the third period, uh, after kind of, you know, stifling each other defensively in the first two. Uh, but Pierce Charleston let, let me interject uh, gets outdueled by Jared Whale. Let me interject and something, Anchorage and then you can win. finish uh, your comments on this because I, mm-hmm. I one thing I love about All Star Games. I'm looking out on the ice down, Paul, and there are as every different colored team uniform you can find, and you know the AHL is one of the best at providing uh, great colorful uniforms, and this is really a spectacular sight. Sorry, go ahead and continue. Your- well, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I think it's been a while since Anchorage won a game, let alone, uh, you know, let alone uh, winning, you know, winning the, the, we know they haven't won the, uh, the Governor's Cup in a while. Uh, but, you know, I don't think, I don't think Anchorage won a game last year from Fairbanks. As I look at it, uh, they had a couple of games go to overtime, but Fairbanks won those. Um, you know, and then you know before the pandemic shut down, you know I think it had been a while since 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 they won. I don't think they won those games. Yeah, I did win a game before the pandemic. They had a four to one win. At Fairbanks, um, but Fairbanks won the Governor's Cup three games to one. So it's 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 been a while, really, since they've had some success. Yeah, totally agree with you. Okay, let's uh, let's check in on the Czar, as you like to say, Frank Serratori. I know it was not the weekend he wanted. I know uh, he had a great opportunity 
going to Holy Cross. They started well Friday night. It looked like they were going to take care of business, and they, all of a sudden they go back to the Air Force Academy 0-2 on Yeah, I mean, you know, you sit there, and, and, and I don't get access to as many Atlantic hockey games as 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 I do the other as uh, some of the other leagues but um you know you're sitting there and you're watching things and like ooh air force is up 3 to 1 uh going in you know in, in the first period uh but then uh they give up a late goal and those are those tend to hurt um then air force decided to take a couple of trips to the penalty box um and you know, not only do they pick up a penalty, they get a, a bench penalty too, or too many men. So now uh, Holy Cross has is, is got a five on three and they score. And now they the momentum is fully in the other direction. Um, you know, the score is obviously, uh, well, they, Holy Cross gets a couple of empty net goals to make the score look bigger than it is. Um, but a uh, tough weekend for Air Force. Uh, after they had really been on a roll, and on Saturday night, um, I don't really, really believe that the game was was it was two to two. And again, you know, uh, Holy Cross gets a late goal to break the tie with five minutes to go, and then get a couple of emptiness. A lot of empty net goals for Holy Cross this weekend. Um, just you know, wasn't their weekend. Um, they're still in the top five in the conference. They're tied with AIC with 32 points. Um, but coming home this weekend for a huge, huge, huge series with Sacred Heart. Uh, that's a yeah. really good point, that they are coming home to play Sacred Heart. And uh, a couple of wins there could make them feel quite a bit better. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be crazy because now that 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 there's a little bit of separation. RIT with 43 points. Holy Cross still has played more games than everybody else. So, I mean, that'll work itself out. But Sacred Heart now has 41 points. Uh, Air Force, 32 points, 20 games. AIC, 20 games, 32 points. Bentley with 31 and 22 games. Canisius. And Niagara not out of it yet with 26 points to get that first round uh, by. Uh, they've played 18 and 19, 19 and 18 games respectively, so they are not out of it by any any means. And this is going to go down. You might not know who's going to get the first round buys the Atlantic Hockey Tournament uh, in the first round home ice until really the last game is played. Yeah, good point there too. Okay, let's uh, before we get to the NCHC teams, we've got four of them. Um, let's go to the uh, the boys from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, playing at Bemidji State. What do you think of that series, Paul? Uh, we talked about it coming in. It was going to be a battle between two pretty savvy coaches. Um, listen, you know, uh, I, 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 it might have been August Dennis' worst game of the season. Ten shots for the game. Yeah, that that's incredibly that's, low. You know, that's you, you know, Bemidji got fifteen shots in the first period, and Augustana got ten for the game. 
Um, I think my man Rabs was a little unhappy. You think? I'm sure. Listen, I mean, I can call him Rabs. Did you know that? You know how much of it was Bemidji just shut them down. And how much of it was Augustana just having, an, uh, you know, an expansion night? Uh, ten, 10 shots is not good. You know, that that says, and who knows? I mean, the, you know, you know, you're sitting there and everybody has off nights. I guess when you're basically an expansion team and you have an off night, you just look really, really bad. And it happens. Bad nights happen to everybody when you're a quote-unquote expansion team. Uh, but but the key to it, Paul, is how you respond to those nights. Well, I was, that's what I was getting at. That was, that's what I was getting at. The, the thing that you have to be happy about if you're an Augustana fan is you came back the next night and, you know, you you not only uh, jumped out to a three nothing lead, you got a shorthanded goal. You are you, you know you got a, a big time effort from your goalie in, in Caden Hargraves. You know you got a, uh, uh, a you win the you basically win the special teams battle is you get a shorthanded goal and are. You know, don't give up a power play goal, even though neither team gave up a power play goal. Um, and I'm sure that they, they, in order to do that, though, you have to flush Friday night down the toilet because you're going to, you're just not going to, if you let it linger. And that's, you know, that's the impressive thing you, that you would say about August down this weekend. You put, you came back from playing maybe your worst game, uh, to coming back and getting a, a five to two win, going up three nothing, then Bemidji scores late in the second period, and you're like, "Oh no, not again!" But Augustana comes right back two minutes later into the third period and makes it four to one. Um, and even when uh, Bemidji made it four to two a few minutes later, you know the ship had been had been righted. And you get an empty net goal as Bemidji pulls the goalie really early, and 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 goes from there. Uh, but a nice comeback win from August. Okay, good. Let me ask you this: North Dakota traveled to Miami, and I believe last week I uh, I brought up this point. I said, could um, could it be difficult for North Dakota? And you said, especially Friday night, to regain focus after a big weekend sweep of. Denver, um, and they went to Miami, Paul. What happened Friday night? Oh, hold on a second. Had to hit the cough button. That's okay. Um, I have to hit the button a lot because I'm in the middle of an arena that's filling up quickly. But well, I don't know, but it sounds good, though, with that with the crowd <laughs> buzz in the background. Okay. Um, well, then I'm going to let it go for a minute because yeah, that's uh, fine. I thought uh, Miami. I thought Miami, Paul. Um, really tried to take advantage of the fact that maybe North Dakota was riding a little too high, and they forced an overtime game. Well, I mean, Miami comes out flying. I mean, they really did that. They were the better team. 
for the first two periods of that game on Friday night. Um, they come, North Dakota gets a two to one lead very early in the second period. Jake Livanovich gets a power play goal to tie the game late in the first period. And 25, 30 seconds later into the second period, Jackson Coons makes it two to one North Dakota. And you're like, okay, here we go. But then Miami going against their old mate, Ludwig person gets the equalizer like 50 seconds later. And then takes the lead a couple of minutes after that. Then gets a shorthanded goal to make it four to two at the end of the second period. And you're like, hmm, are we going to have the trap game here? Where. Can I tell you, Paul? I was thinking that was definitely going to be the case. And I was going to well, say, we, said, we did say that. Just kicking himself if, uh, if they lose this game after what they did uh, against Denver. You know, I mean, we, we did say that this was a dangerous spot on Friday night. Um, but Logan Britt makes it a 4-3 to three game for North Dakota uh, midway through the period. And then uh, Bradbury pulls a goalie. Reese Gaber gets number 14 with the extra attacker. Uh, his 1-2-3 third point of the night after getting a couple of assists. And you're like, oh boy. Okay, well, now you figure that this that 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 is not a good sign for Miami. Um Jack, uh, North Dakota's got too much speed where they're they they have such an advantage 3 on 3. And I'd like to go back. I don't know how many overtime goals Jackson Blake has scored in this season. Um, it's got to be three or four. Yeah, he, he scored a bunch in his career, and he's not very old. No. Um, and so, uh, you know, Blake gets the puck from Ludwig Pearson, and there we go. And you just, it's just the team's just got too much speed, too many players that it does no matter what you try to do, you're 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 in trouble against North Dakota in a three on three overtime. That's yeah, and, and Saturday night, Paul. Um, let's just admit it: the, the better team won. The uh, North Dakota Fighting Hawks came out and took care of business and um, left Miami with uh, two wins: one in overtime, one uh, in regulation, and continued their stronghold top of the NCAA. Well, I mean, it's not that Miami played a, a a a an awful game. Just North Dakota was a better team. They just drew the better team, and you know now have a again. You're now up seven points with eight games to go. It would take a pretty big collapse for North Dakota not to win the regular season. So, so are you saying that uh, Michael and Heather can make reservations to take that uh, Penrose Cup to North Dakota? To the Ralph? Where? Yeah, you heard me. The Ralph. The Ralph Fingolstead Arena. Oh, yeah, with that I've heard of. Or, or, did you, or did you want to go? Did you want to go up there? Is it going to be nice enough weather for you yet or doubt not it. quite? No, no, doubt it. Still not? Okay. Yeah. 
All right, just checking. Okay, so um, let's stay in the NCHC, and we'll take a late break, uh, just okay. so everybody knows. Um, so Denver uh, has Western Michigan, and on Friday night I thought, you know what? Western Michigan might be in a lot of trouble because if they lose this series, um, just losing two at home to Colorado College, they might have a real problem on their hands. What the heck happened Saturday night, Paul? Because Denver just looked like they didn't show up. And I'll tell you how bad it was. I got the press release that I get every game from uh, Ron Nabenbauer at Denver. Right. And there was not a quote from David Carl, which tells me that coach didn't want to talk at all. And I'm kind of glad I wasn't there because I didn't want to ask him a question. Um, I thought Denver was the better team against Western. In in the first two periods of the Friday night game, um, and in the third period, things kind of turned around. I mean, Denver held on to win the game, um, but even though they took the early lead on Saturday with a shy William goal, uh. That might have been the worst game in, in how long we've been covering Denver? Five years now? Yeah, correct. Three or four years? Correct. Might have been the worst. Might have been the worst game I've seen them play. Yeah, I can't even put a finger on what caused them to play that way. Because it was like. There like doesn't you have said, to be. It, listen, it, it, there doesn't it have to be a cause, to be honest. It just happens. No, no, maybe not. But normally there's a couple of guys that have a bad night. But I think. Coach Carl would say that his entire team had a bad night. Well, from saying, the goal it out. might be, it might have been the, the you know, it, I mean, you know, for a team, and listen, we know the kind of talent they have on this team. Just, you know, uh, just w that night for them, it just it happens. It happens, you know, if I go back to, you know, you can, you can look at any championship team. And unless you're going to talk about the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Were they any good, by the way? Eh, they might have won a few games. Okay, just checking. Um. Who had? And by the way, know, here, Paul, everybody is glad that this game is being played this Sunday and not next, because yeah, uh, the Forty well, ers in the Super Bowl, there probably would have been nobody in no, the entire city not. of San Jose. No, um, but you know, unless you're the undefeated Miami Dolphins of 1972, every championship team has those games during the season where they lay an egg. This was Denver's. The problem for Denver now is now they're now in fourth place in the conference. Now. Are they out of the, you know, does that mean that they're, they have no shot to host the first round? No, that's not what that means. But now they're in a dog fight. Oh, yes, they are. Now, if you look, Speaking of dog yeah, fights, look at the, can we, can we go over to the, uh, the um, University of Nebraska, Omaha, and see the Mavericks? They're not a dog, but boy, were they impressive. And Paul, one thing I've been dying to do is get to watch a game there because Baxter Arena was nuts this week. Well, you know, I mean, listen, they get, they fill the place all the time. 
You know, and by night. the way, that's 7,000. So if you were thinking maybe you wanted to bring an NHL team to Omaha and you built a 18,000-seat arena, could they fill it? Well, they probably could. They probably I just wanted could. to throw that out there. Well, you know. Could they, could they fill it. it in Cincinnati, Paul? Um, I guess. <laughs> could they fill I, it in, in Salt Lake City, Paul? Okay, Kansas City? Yeah, listen, I'm sure they could fill it in all those cities. <laughs> all right, I, I digress, but uh, True. the Omaha Mavericks, um, they're playing for real now, aren't they? Well, again, right, that 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 that, that, that playoff, you know, you know, they have a sh again, here's, here we go, right, St. Cloud as and everybody in the NCHC has played the same amount of league games this week after this week. All right now it changes next week because teams get a couple teams get weeks off, a week off here in the next couple of weeks. Right? I think I think there's a couple of teams are off each week as they go, but right now everybody's played the same amount of games. St. Cloud is in second with 30 points. CC 27 points. Denver, 26 points. Western in fifth place with 25. Uh, Omaha in sixth place with 21. And your Bulldogs with 20 points in seventh. Do I have to claim them but, right now? This year, do I do I have to claim them or can I just No, no you're, you're stuck with them whether you like oh. to or not. You're stuck okay. All right. Well, come on, vampires. Do something. Um, All right. Um, but so that means these, these positions are – now, I I would say that Duluth and Omaha would have a stretch to finish anywhere other than, you know, higher than fourth, but they still have shot for that first round home ice. Yeah, and as you mentioned, fourth is a very good spot to be because you get a home home ice advantage. And not only is it good for your gates, and I mentioned that off the get go, Omaha had seven thousand plus both nights. Um, so that's a big deal to win home ice, but it's also an advantage. We've seen that all along. And certainly in the pairwise, it's not an advantage, Joe, because they take away points if right. you win them. Yes. You know, the, 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 well, and you know, <laughs> if, if you're not, if you're an independent team, it screws you. But, you if know. you're any team, they take away points if you win at home. They're not as valuable if they went on no. the road. Right. But, you know. Um, there's Did I tell you that the pairwise is archaic and old and needs to be repaired? Really? That's the first time you've mentioned it. <laughs> All right. So let's finish up our team coverage. I think we've got everybody covered for the weekend, except you know who I'm talking about, the Colorado College Tigers. Uh, a weird weekend for Colorado College? I mean, I, I don't know any other way to put it. They get a yeah, they got split. a they got a power play goal on Saturday night, right? They got one on Friday night too, as I was reminded. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, that's it. I didn't even except, talk to Coach Mayad about it. That maybe I should have given him some some tips from my. Except, he, well, I'm sure that he would take him, but um, I don't think they would take him at all. <laughs> no, uh, uh, probably not. But uh, first of all. Um, it seemed as if, uh, the, 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 
the player with the most to prove this weekend, or at least the guy who um, played with a little extra pep in his step was St. Cloud goalie Dominic Bassey. You he had to know that, right? Former, you had to know that. Right, yeah, of course. The former Tiger um, was out we of We like to say on, Tigers. On no. Just <laughs> Okay. Um, on Friday night, Colorado College was all over St. Cloud. Uh, but St. Cloud scores early. And Dominic Bassey keeps uh, Colorado College off the board for the rest of regulation, uh, including, by the way, and, and and this is how you kind of had the idea that it, if you hadn't already, that it was not going to be Colorado College's night. Um, and I don't want to sit here and, and again, you know, you sit there and 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 you you lose a two to one game in overtime, and you can blame a million things, but. The amount of power play time that CC had in the third period alone okay you had they got a, a power play seven minutes in they got a power play with four with three and a half minutes to go don't score then they get a power play with 35 seconds to go in in regulation and 15 seconds later, it becomes a five on three. And you don't score. And that includes, by the way, a three on one break. Hold on one minute. They're, uh, they're giving me another salute here. They just turned the lights down for me, Sarah. Nice. Uh, that's not the salute I'm talking about. But... <laughs> and they're playing music for me, by the way, as we get ready for. Uh... Um, you like it? Yeah, nice. Uh, but uh, Mayotte and company had to be chewing their faces off after the Friday night game. Got shot St. Cloud 45 20. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. They had to be chewing their face. I mean, just. Oh, smokes. Man. St. Cloud gets the goal, by the way, 12 seconds left in overtime to get the extra point. You know, just uh, just a, a, a frustrating night all around for CC on Friday night. However, they fixed things a little bit on Saturday night and got the split. Yeah, a little bit better. You know, a little bit better at least uh, offensively on 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 Saturday night. All right again, they got they actually got two power play goals uh, on on Saturday night, including one where uh, St. Cloud had pulled the goalie uh, in the third period very early. Um, but Noah Laba got a power play goal to make it uh, three to two. I'm sorry, to make it uh, four to two. I knew that didn't sound right. Um, 
midway through the third period, right, a few minutes after Gleb Varemiev made it 3-2. to two. Uh, St. Cloud gets a power play goal to make it 4-3. to three. Um, But, again, finally, you know, the uh, Tigers get a, an, an empty net goal here to, to make it 5-2. to two. Uh, St. Cloud gets a late, late goal to make the final score. But a um, lot of trips to the penalty box in this game. Jack Jack Millar gets a, a misconduct. Uh, but very, very chippy game, especially in that third period. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven two-minute minors called, uh, including four roughing penalties. Late in the game as they got some chippiness there too. But, you know, that happens, right, on a Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm going to try to play our uh, our partner's stuff here real quick, and then we can come back and wrap it up. So hopefully, um, guys, if, if it doesn't come through very well, I will definitely take care of all I'm, three. I'm telling you now, it sounds, I'm telling you now, it sounds fine. All right, we're going to give it a shot. Here we go. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. Somebody else. The spaghetti Shack is to spaghetti and meatballs. The classic Italian comfort food. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Memorial Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480 687 or order online at spaghettishack.com. From the nchc.tv studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. All right, welcome back to a very loud uh, AHL All-Star Sales competition. You can hear the roar. Uh, here in San Jose at Tech CU Arena. Scott Serendi with you here live. My co-host is always live in the basement of that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, hopefully uh, you can hear some of our partners' ads. If not, I'm going to have to give them a little shout-out uh, later on. But um, 
Okay, so we rolled through that weekend. Uh, I want to ask you quickly before we get into something else. You've talked about pulling the goalie in a lot of cases early. Um, Coach Powers said a while back, a couple weeks ago, that if they came to it and they were tied and he knew he needed a regulation win, he'd pull his goalie. I believe that uh, Rick Zombo knew that too and uh, didn't even allow ASU on Friday night to pull their goalie. Do you think that had any effect um, on the outcome or um, were they just destined to go to overtime? I believe you're on mute because I can't hear you. Yeah, I guess I should turn that mic on. That would help. Um, I, I, the coach addressed it after the game, and I think that uh, um, he, he said, I was looking for the time to do it, and it just never happened. We were never in a position to do it, so it didn't happen. It's not like he wasn't. So he was looking for it. Um, they got the goal with about, you know, with a couple of minutes to go to tie the game. Um, and and the, the opportunity to pull the goalie just never happened. So, you know. Okay, so let me ask you, or let me tell you my thoughts on this. I think this parody in college hockey is forcing the hands of coaches who are trailing to, to try to get that, that fifth attacker, that extra attacker goal, sixth attacker, I should say. They're trying to get that done a little bit earlier because they realize the parity and the importance. Does that have anything to do with that, or am I just off my rocker? I don't think one has anything to do with the other. You, you can't be you can't be pitching me those softballs like that. <laughs> you off your rocker. We know the answer. To that. Anyway. Anyway, I just think that that might have something to do with it, the parity and knowing that Listen, everything this is, is so important now. Well, again, you know, they're all going by the computer saying the odds of you scoring X in Y minutes are this, this, and this. Uh, okay. I mean, the problem with... with what was going on on Friday night is Asia can't afford to lose the game either. So you have to find the right spot. Yeah. And ASU, ASU got an offensive zone face off late in the game, but didn't win. Right. So I'm sure that, I'm sure that, the, that you know, they were, they were looking at it from a standpoint. I'm sure they had it set up where, Asian wins the face off. Then, depending on, on even depending on how they win the face off, right? That, right. that TJ right. would 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 come out. It was probably about halfway up the ice uh, with the face off, and then when ASU didn't win it, he had to go back. So, okay. You know. I just wanted to throw that out there because you, you mentioned it uh, more than one time about teams pulling the goaltender real early, and I just think that might have something to do with it, the fact that there is so much parity. So speaking of parity, is there a bigger series this weekend in college hockey for the tournament, even though these pairwise things are ridiculous, than Arizona State and Alaska Fairbanks at Mullet Arena? 
Well, probably not. Probably not, because if either, I mean, if one team doesn't, well, I don't know if really at this point, as much as I don't want to say it, Fairbanks is down to 25 in the pairwise. Uh, I think I think that's too far, but boy, they could put a big cog in the wheel of Arizona State. Well, that's it, right? That's that's something. that's that's what that's what you're going to look at. Uh, you know, can does does Fairbanks go into mullet and basically finish off ASU for the season? Now, could they? Yes. Could ASU sweep them? Yes. Could they split? Yes. But ASU can't afford a split. To be honest, they can't afford split. No, they definitely can't. And to be honest with you, if they sweep ball, that makes them a 20-win team. Where would they be in the pairwise, hypothetically speaking, if they are a 20-win team and split this weekend? Where will they be this time? Well, no, Next first week. of all, they, they can't be a 20-win team and split. They have to sweep. They would have to sweep. To be at 20 yeah, that's what I mean. If they sweep this weekend and they have 20 wins, they're 26 and 6. Where right. will they be in the pairwise this time next week? Where? Uh, I, I don't know. They, they would move up a couple of spots probably because Fairbanks is in the top half of the pairwise. Okay, so then this. How are they going to climb to where they need to get? On, I mean, how critical are those four games on the road in Alaska? I mean, well, every game listen, is critical, ASU, but that's so they all have they go, have. They have to go eight and zero. I mean, I can't, I can't see a scenario other than eight and zero that gets them in. I could be wrong, but 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 will 8 and 0 get them in that's what i'm asking that, that i don't that i don't that know that makes 26 6 and 6 it would be a travesty if a 26 win team does not get into the tournament because well, i've told well, you I you remember the year that they got in paul i said they needed to the magic number theory was you don't want to have more than double digits and losses 10 and they, i think they had 12 that year and they got in but the parity is different now. You can't afford double-digit losses and still get into the tournament. But they would be if they win out all eight games, they would be four games under that double-digit loss column. They would be 26, 6, and 6. How can you keep that team out and, and honestly say that you're doing the best thing for college hockey? Again, I'm... <laughs> you know, you're, you're asking... You're asking somebody who's, I don't want to say biased, because obviously, you know, we, we, we know. This has, nothing, this has nothing to do with bias. This has everything to do with the one loss record. Well, yeah, I get it. You're going to have teams that are going to get in the tournament that are going to have double-digit losses. And if you right. have a team that has only six losses, how can you deny them the opportunity? Well, the computer says, and that's what they go by, whether we like it or not. Okay, that's enough of my soapbox for tonight. We're uh, we're out of time. Really? Yeah, we're out of time. And uh, 
The noise is cranking. The noise is cranking up here, so go ahead and take it away. Uh, I like the noise. It sounds good. <laughs> it does not. It's loud and noisy. I can't even hear myself think. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> hear that cheer? That was for me again. I just walked out. Well, we know that. <laughs> and by the way, uh, the last regular season game is those ASU games. At yeah. Yep. But, all right. From the NCHC.TV studios, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on Redbubble.com. Let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. By FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West, and by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live is live and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts to download with your favorite podcast Any of our shows, subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend about others from the podcast. Oh, it's not going to be just live. Or part of the ice cream. Sounds better than the podcast. Anyway, uh, another, another great show. Uh, more things to talk about tomorrow night on College Hockey Coast to Coast. I will still be live from the AHL All-Star Game tomorrow night right here in uh, San Jose, California. Hopefully the rain stops because I, I'd like to take the car back home, not a boat. Well, but you never know. Why did you came out of the estate? What a state. <laughs> All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the peacemakers, De Niro, or just some background noise from San Jose. We'll find out. Good night, everybody. <laughs>